Welcome to You Influence Podcast, where you will hear everything you need to learn how to be a man or woman of influence for the better in your personal and professional life, in business, at work, and in your social life. Becoming a person of positive influence has an invaluable effect in ways we cannot imagine, but can only be felt in personal fulfillment. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Mavi said Monday with You Influence Podcast. Now, again, thank you for listening to all these episodes. But if you haven't heard the very first episode of this podcast, you definitely need to check it out as soon as you're done listening to this episode. Uh, just to understand the, the word, the essence of influence, how we came up with this name, what it really means, uh, the story behind it, so on and so forth, definitely check it out. Well worth your time. Guys, today I want to talk to you about leadership skills that you cannot learn from a book. They are characteristics of a successful leader that really you can't, uh, that you need to develop, but you really can't read in a book. You can't learn from a book. Characteristics such as courage, determination, resilience, compassion, or empathy, right? Just to name a few. Uh, But today I want to talk to you about seven specific characteristics, skills that Nobody teaches that in a book, and even if they do, when they when they talk about it, it is impossible to learn it from a book because it has to come from you, right? And uh, so, without any uh, wasting any more time here, let me go directly in um, into this. Now, leadership development has been a hot topic in the business world for probably I would say in the last ten to twenty years. Most people turn to books. When they want to learn about the leadership development, and that is absolutely great. As a matter of fact, there are a ton of amazing books on the subject. But the question is: Is that enough to be a leader? Is it enough to read multiple books from people like Simon Sinek, from John Maxwell, a lot of great authors, and not just authors who actually have proven themselves their leadership abilities in the marketplace, you know, way before they even be, uh, started writing about leadership and leadership development. But it is almost like wanting to be a business owner or learning how to ride a bike by simply reading a book about it. You can learn all those skills and principles of being a great business owner in theory, but the foundation for success either needs to be developed or you must possess it within you. Does that mean that you shouldn't read books on leadership? Of course not. Reading will only benefit you in anything you want to learn and B, right? You want anything you want to learn and B, but I want to shed some light on some leadership skills that you can't learn from books. You must consciously and continuously work on it uh, to develop these skills internally. So the first one is commitment. The fact that you're actually listening to this, right? And you're studying the subject of leadership and leadership development already separates you from the crowd. Now, you're probably driven by something or uh, simply refuse to accept the status quo. More than often, people like that are excited to change so much that they have a problem staying focused on one task or a mission. Commitment isn't something you learn from a book or a class. It's a skill that is either developed from early childhood with the help of parents or in adulthood when one has a burning desire to why to commit. 
The best way to develop this skill is through constant practice. Practice such as setting goals, writing them down, putting a date next to them, and do the work daily that will get you closer to that goal. Working with the quote-unquote blinders on, right, to eliminate all distractions that don't contribute towards your goals. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a company owner or a leader of an organization, that means activities, right, that don't contribute towards that end goal. Family activities, friend activities, your cell phone distraction, uh, other business opportunities, people coming at you, you know, to offer you, hey, listen, we got to invest here, let's do this, let's do that, right, and et cetera. And yes, I did say family, friends, simply because if that is not contributing towards your professional goal and you think you're committed and you're getting distracted with family activities by going to these birthday parties that you can actually skip, maybe, you know, your spouse with kids may attend. But if you need to stay focused, that's what it takes, right? If you study the 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 bios of top leaders, it doesn't matter whether they're in the financial sector whether it's leadership in a church, whether it's leadership in the army, whatever it is, high achievement requires separation. It's a fact. Now, on the other hand, if you are committed to be a leader in your family and you're committed to one of the weekends or a full weekend with your family, with your kids, with your spouse, the same applies here. No phone calls, no social media, no business phone calls, right? That will that should distract you from it because it's a commitment, right? And I'm guilty of this myself. But guess what? I catch myself and I've trained myself to do this to stop uh, violating that principle. And what I mean by that is if I'm with my kids and I'm on my phone as well, like it takes me about roughly on average, I would say 30 seconds to a full minute to catch myself that I'm violating that principle and I immediately put it away. Right. If I'm conducting business, same applies there. So full commitment is not something you're going to pick up from a book. It is something you have to work on. I know very few people like that are what we would call fully committed to the task of whatever they're doing since childhood. Most successful people that I know that I've studied off, they actually developed this skill set and it takes time. You need to commit to yourself that you will carry out this promise, okay? Second one is passion or desire, right? However you want to call it. Now, no book or parent or class or seminar can teach you this. It's either you have it or not. And we're talking about the desire to, to get something done, the passion towards your goal, right? Whatever it is for you, it's something that cannot be taught. That is in you. It is in your DNA. And basically, it's ingrained in you no matter what, right? Uh, until you have passion for what you do or desire for what you're doing, the project you're working on, you can never sustain the influence over others as a leader. That's just the bottom line. Your team will only buy into your passion after they see that you possess it. The last four letters, I've learned this a long time ago. The last four letters of the word enthusiasm is IASM. That stands for I am sold myself. And it has to be visible to the people you plan to lead. All right, the third one is vision. Now, you may be wondering, 
isn't vision the same as passion? Because how can someone have passion for what they're planning to achieve if they don't have vision? You may have vision without passion and vice versa. Vision is the ability to see long-term, step-by-step, where you're planning to lead your team. Vision goes above and beyond what your peers or your team sees. It is thinking in 5, 10, 20, or even 50-year increments, right? Ahead of the moment where you're at at that moment, despite what others may think of you or what they may think of your project or your goal. Right? It is yours. You have to own it. Some people are so analytical and it's like having everything planned out for them so far long term that most people cannot even comprehend that idea. Right? I've met people that are the opposite. They're passionate about their project but can't even see 12 months ahead. They're eager and excited about now, and when asked what is the plan for the next five years, they look like they have just seen a spaceship and they start mumbling the answer. You got to be able to see long term. And if you won't, then don't expect your team to see it either because you need to sell it to yourself first. Th- only then you can sell it to your team. The fourth one is common sense. We love cliches and quotes because we can relate to them at some point of our lives, whether it's personally or via association. Common sense, it is a skill that very few are born with and majority have to work on to develop it. There is no leadership of any kind without common sense. Here are a few tips on how to develop common sense. Be curious, right? If you're driving, keep driving. If you want to write this down, you know, just make sure you're not operating a vehicle okay so again things activities to develop common sense you need to be curious you need to ask questions you need to become more intuitive by actually caring about others and you need to be present and be aware of the moment and surroundings right then and there that means going back to point number one when we talked about commitment, when you are committed to the task, you cannot afford to be distracted because distraction takes you away from curiosity of the present moment. Distraction takes you away from the curiosity of other people's needs. Distraction robs you of the opportunity to be able to listen instead of focusing on speaking. Because when you talk, you will only repeat what you already know. When you listen, there's a high chance of you learning something new, right? So make sure you're present in the moment and aware of your surroundings, okay? Again, I'm going to repeat it. Um, Tips on how to develop common sense. Be curious. Ask questions. Become more intuitive, right, by actually caring about others or what they have to say. And be present in the moment and understand what your surroundings are. Okay, fifth one is having a servant mentality. A great attitude of being a servant doesn't come easy since it is human nature to be selfish. Okay, and that's the truth. A true leader is not someone who doesn't care about his needs, but it is someone who puts others' needs 
first. Recently, I did a um, uh, an interview on our podcast uh, with Courtney Sarney, and if you listen to that episode, you will see a trend in her choices when she was even picking a major in college. Right then, she ended up do- going to grad school and the career path. Even though she never focused on being a leader, she became the leader by focusing on other people's needs first. It happens by osmosis. If you are the type of person that that is seeking a leadership role, guess what? I hate to tell you this, but it's the cold, hard truth. You don't deserve to be a leader. If you're looking for a leadership role, you do not deserve to be a leader. The people that are deserving of a leadership position or a role or activity are the ones that are seeking other people's needs first. They're seeking for ways to meet those needs first. There's a great quote by Zig Ziglar uh, that has contributed greatly to my professional success. And he said, you can have everything you want when you help enough other people get what they want. The more you put this into practice, the better you will be at leadership. Okay? Understand that. The better you will get at serving other people, the better you will be at leadership. Put your organization needs before your own. Always. Worry more about what the team needs than what you need. Previously, I spoke about the, uh, the reversed uh, snowman, right? It's uh, the big circle on top, a uh, smaller circle right below it, and the small circle at the bottom. The needs of the organization come first. The needs of a smaller department, right, or a team come second. Individual needs come last, right? This is the opposite of what we see happen, unfortunately, with so many corporations, with so many governments. Because everybody's beating their chest and they're looking for a me, 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 satisfaction of me, me, me. As a matter of fact, we've become a nation, a society globally of self-absorption with all the selfies, with all the, you know, the whole point of, the whole focus of being interesting rather than being interested. Become more interested in others, even though you may not want to be interesting people will find you to be interesting, okay? Your team is the only reason you have the luxury of leading if you're a leader already. There's no team, there's no leader, okay? Six one is having the skill set of reading people. Now, this may be in the category of common sense, a skill that you would think everyone needs to possess, but so few actually do. Intuition isn't the only factor that contributes to the skill. Here's something to consider to develop the skill. Read some books on personality profiles. I highly recommend it. Uh, why don't you Google DISC formula, D-I-S-C. Okay, if you're familiar with it already, great. Then you understand exactly uh, what I'm talking about. You understand the value of it, all right? And by the way, for those of you that are listening to this and you're already familiar with the DISC formula, you should be testing yourself through that test at least two, three times a year, okay? Because it is not a bad thing or a good thing to be high in any of those uh, four areas, right? Everybody's different. 
And as a society, uh, as the universe, as the, as the world, right, on this planet, we need people of all personalities. The goal, however, as you test yourself more and more with the DISC formula, is to be more and more even at each of those um, personalities, right? Because the, the better you're off when you even out, that means you could get along better with other people, with other personality types. All right, so definitely pick up the book, some books on personality profiles. There is a ton of them on Amazon. Uh, definitely get the DISC formula if you haven't heard uh, about it before. Uh, just Google it, D-I-S-C, uh, personality types, okay? And get your hands on, whether it's an audio program, book, study it, right? Excellent piece of material to possess. It will help you with your personal relationships. It will help you with work. It will help you with uh, leading an organization, a business, dealing with people, period, okay? Study body language. Pay close attention to nonverbal communication and be genuinely interested in other people and what they offer and want, okay? Master the skill set and you will master uh, the skill set of reading people. By the way, I've used this and I still use it today when we are recruiting and hiring. As a matter of fact, I don't like, I don't respect the traditional way of hiring people, right? Which is a set of questions that the interview we actually expect, right? You know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Why did you leave your last job? All the traditional bullshit, okay? It is what it is. I am calling it for what it is. It's absolute bullshit. Instead, when you understand how to read people and you understand how to ask the right questions, because you're not looking to fill a position, you're looking to fill a spot on your team. So you're looking to fill a role. It's like picture yourself as a team leader in a sport, right? Pick your own sport, your favorite sport, doesn't matter. Whether you are the owner of that team, whether you're captain of the team, whether you're a, a coach, a manager of the team, whatever, you are looking for somebody that will, number one, respect the core values of that team. Number two, play by the rules. Number three, respect everybody else on that team. That's what an employee is. They're a team member. They're practically a family. At least that's the way they should be treated. Okay? So the traditional questions of, intervie of interviewing, they're long gone. These are outdated tactics. Having the skill sort of reading people and knowing what you're looking for in a, in a person to become a team member, to fill the role on the team, that puts you in a leadership caliber already, okay? And that includes reading body language, asking the right questions, understanding their needs, setting the right expectation. And by the way, when I talk about body language, oftentimes if you study the best interviewers i'm talking about recruiters into the army recruiters into the athletic sports teams recruiters into the, some of the best organizations companies we're talking about in the world what they're very good at they're very good at asking a question that an interviewee does not expect which sends them into a mini sh uh, shock right it stresses their nervous system because they didn't expect it and how that person responds to that question tells you, once you know how to read a person, once you know how to read a body language, 
it will tell you what type of a personality type that individual is and if they will be a good fit to fill that role or not. It's very, very important, guys. Okay. So seventh, last but not least, emotional intelligence. It stands for uh, EQ, right? Which is emotional quotient. We have IQ, which is the intelligence quotient. We have EQ. There are really great books about it as well. Emotion, emotional intelligence uh, 2.0. Um, really great material. Google it, Amazon it. You know, highly recommended. Study emotional intelligence. But here's the thing: emotional intelligence is the ability to handle or express your emotions during situations that are typically out of your control. Remember when I talked about the interview and you ask someone a question they didn't expect and you end up shocking their nervous system? How they respond to that will tell you a lot about their emotional intelligence. Okay. Now, I don't know whether you're familiar or not with Jack Welch. He's a former CEO for General Electric. Uh, today, him and his daughter actually lead a company on leadership development. Okay, it's all about leadership development. And I love what Jack Welch um, has said. He said, no doubt emotional intelligence is more rare than book smart, but my experience says it is actually more important in the making of a leader. You can't you just can't ignore it. Did that make sense to you? Having the emotional intelligence is far more important than book smarts, whatever you may read about how to be a great leader. Okay? So this is by far a skill that needs to be developed over time. It is not something that we're born with. It takes practice. It is not something you're going to learn from a book. It is not going to be something you learn from a podcast. It is not going to be something you're going to learn from a seminar. It is your own personal application by constantly staying in the moment, by listening, by not being distracted, right? So you can read books like Emotional Intelligence 2.0 and other books to get the idea. It will give you the principles to start applying daily, right? It will give you the exercises, just like you heard some exercises here on this podcast, in this episode, right? But without doing that, you will never be able to develop that skill set. It's just as simple as that, okay? So let me quickly run down those uh, seven skills that you cannot learn from a book. First one was commitment. The second one was passion or desire, which however you want to look at it. Uh, third one was vision. Fourth was common sense. Fifth is having a servant mentality. Sixth was reading people. And the seventh was emotional intelligence. Guys, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Mavi Said. I will catch you next time. And remember, you are an influence. Just be the right kind. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please show us your support by subscribing and leaving a positive review to help us advance on the chart. You can always connect with me on social media by searching for Rafael Mavi at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. If you have any questions or just want to drop a line, the fastest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram. Until next time.